Joel, you want to know something? What? Every now and then, say what the f What the f gives you freedom? Freedom brings opportunity. Opportunity makes your future. If you can't say it, you can't do it. Welcome to Sailing in the Mediterranean podcast. I'm your host. My name is Franz. Well, it's spring. This week I took five of my friends and we went up to the summer home area, up into the Uinta Mountains and went on a 6.6 mile hike, a vertical elevation of about 1,300 feet, so hiked up and down. And it was gorgeous. The leaves haven't quite come out on the aspen yet but spring has sprung. This is my favorite hike. I try to do it every week when I'm up at the ranch, but it pretty much shoots me. <laughs> I'm pretty much shot by the end of that hike. It takes about four hours, four and a half hours if I'm going slow. And we saw a lot of signs of wildlife. We saw a lot of elk signs. So the elk are still fairly low in elevation right now. Later on in the summer, they move into the upper Uintas. We're sort of in the mid-elevation of the Uinta Mountains. But I didn't see it, but two of my companions that were hiking with me saw a wild turkey. It jumped up into a tree, and I missed it. And this is the first time I've seen wild turkey up in this area, or the first time I've heard of wild turkey up in this area. I did see some in lower elevations last year when I was doing the elk hunt, but I've never seen them up at the ranch, what we call the ranch. But... I didn't see it, but two of my companions saw it. So that's great to see that they finally migrated up into our area. We did hear an elk bugle, which we thought was quite odd because elk typically bugle in the fall during mating season. I've never heard an elk bugle in the spring. But that's what's been going on with me. We've opened up the ranch, we've turned on the water. Construction should begin on the addition next week or the week after next, whenever my friend gets down with his crew and we'll start working on it, and I'll help him with that as well. I like to build things, as you well know, if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time. I like to have projects. I'm still working on my Arduino auto helm. I got discouraged because I took it from the breadboard stage and tried to put it on some printed circuits, and boy, my eyes aren't that great. I have to use bifocals and... And some of the solder joints are very fine. You have to be very careful. I've got a good soldering iron now, so I can do some decent soldering. But I made a mistake and plugged up a hole, and I tried to drill out the hole, and now the circuit doesn't work. And so I've probably got to throw out that circuit board and put in a different one. The breadboard worked just fine, but putting out on a, on a straight circuit board is taking more time so it's going a little slower than I like. I got it working, so I know it works, and the program works, and it does a good job. I did talk to Jack Edwards. Actually, I didn't talk to him. He sent me an email, and he said the compass that he thought was going to be a great compass worked in the, uh, on the bench, but it doesn't seem to be working up on the boat itself. So he's trying to figure out what's going on with the, uh, with the newer compass module that he talked about in the podcast. 
So I've got mine set up for both types of compasses. In fact, that's part of the program we wrote. You can choose what pro, you can choose what compass that you're using, and it'll set up the parameters in the program for that particular compass. But that's one of those things that I'll keep working on. I don't plan on taking it over with me this year, so I'm not in any big rush. But I'm enjoying playing with Arduinos. This week I have an interview with Chato Perich. Chato is a native of Split. He's been sailing for 40 years in Split. And he rents out his boat as an Airbnb. We'll get to that interview in a minute. I'll do my quick advertisement before I do that. If you want to learn how to sail, the best thing you can do is to get out and get on a racing crew and start racing. Get on a crew, get on a boat, and start racing. Before you do that, you need to understand the terminology and the maneuvers that are going to be used in sailing, in the sport of sailing. You can do it the hard way like I did. Well, I didn't do it totally the hard way. I read some books before I got on a boat, but I really didn't understand it. And where I really learned was actually getting on a boat and sailing. But I'd suggest you at least know the terminology of sailing before you get on a boat. And to that end... Either go buy some books and read the books, or if you want an audio course that I put together, I put together an audio course for passing the ASA 101 test, which is the American Sailing Association Basic Keelboat Certification. In that course, we cover the terminology, the parts of a boat, some basic rules of the road, and a few other topics. It's a good audio course, and it's available on Amazon or at the website, which I'd prefer you buy it through the website if you're interested. That's medsailor.com. But that'll teach you the basic terminology. Once you get beyond that, if you are a sailor and you decide you want to get your ASA certifications, I also have audio courses for the ASA 103, the basic coastal cruising ASA course, and then the bareboat course, the ASA 104. Now, I can't teach you to sail. These will help you pass the written portion of those examinations, but it will not help you with the on the water examination, which is good. You actually have to demonstrate some degree of competence to pass these examinations. But I do talk about what I would be thinking about as I'm taking the on the water examinations. So I recommend that you take a look at those if it's of interest to you, but But whatever, get out on a boat and start sailing one way or the other. Join a local crew. Find somebody that's got a boat and wants you to crew for them. There's lots of ways to get on a boat. Don't think that you have to go out and purchase a $50,000 boat to start sailing. You don't have to do that. You can go find opportunities for sailing all over the place. All right. All right. With that out of the way, let's get on to the episode. I am talking to Cheto Peric. Cheto lives in... Croatia. He's lived there, I think, your entire life, haven't you, Cheto? Yes. So he has been sailing up and down the coast of Croatia, and I got your name from one of my listeners who suggested I contact you and talk to you about what you do with your boat. So first of all, tell me a little bit about yourself, where you live, and some of your sailing adventures, and we'll just go from there. Okay, so I've been living in Split Croatia all my life, and I'm uh, sailing uh, the Dalmatian coast of of uh, eastern part of the Adriatic, uh, where I live. So I do have uh, more than eighty thousand nautical miles under my belt, but unfortunately only here in the neighborhood. But um, as the neighborhood is so nice and so interesting, 
I still I still like and want to enjoy my neighborhood. So uh, uh, my boat was built uh, back in 1967. Uh, it was built and also the project was made by by my father. So uh, the boat itself uh, uh, has a very very interesting interesting story behind it. Uh, so um, my father intended to do some charter at that time that was that was one of the first boats in the Adriatic available for that kind of activity and uh, his first ha guests happened to be um, the great Orson Welles with his film team they were filming uh, a movie which unfortunately was never shown to the public because uh, he was I don't know, he was always out of money, he was perfectionist in a way, uh, um, or maybe he was not happy with what, what uh, he, he, he was doing at, at that moment. Uh, at some point, uh, uh, his, uh, his uh, wife or girlfriend, Oya Kodar, uh, um, sell the rights uh, to, to, to make a movie. And Australian director Philip Noyce made made a film which was shown to the public with the, at that time very young Nicole Kidman. You probably or your listeners probably saw that one. So the name of the film is The Deep. The Orson Deep. Wells, okay. The Deep. Yes. All right. Yes. So Orson Welles joined us uh, uh, twice. So that was first time. That was in October 1967. They spent uh, uh, three weeks. Uh, uh, filming in uh, in the vicinity of city of Hvar, island of Hvar. Uh, now that now that's that you pronounce it Hvar, and I always say Havar. So is that the correct pronunciation then? Well, for for you that uh, that uh, letter hotel would be a little bit difficult uh, to pronounce. So the right pronunciation would be Hvar. Hvar. Okay. Okay. Yes. Thank you for correcting me because I've I've been <laughs> correct. I've been <laughs> pronouncing it the wrong way for years now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, so can so you can continue on with the story. I just wanted to make sure people knew where we were talking about. Yeah. So uh, uh, the, the 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 members of team uh, were also uh, uh, um, Jeanne Moreau, very famous uh, French actress. Uh, then uh, Lawrence Harvey, Philippe Brian, and other people, which uh, unfortunately I don't I don't know. I don't remember names. They uh, came again back in 1968 for, for another 10 days, uh, but they were in Primoz then, which is on mainland. And as I was told, uh, the only few scenes were not uh, uh, filmed, uh, and the, the main issue was uh, 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 because the, the voice, uh, they did not reco recorded the voice, and... Meanwhile, also, also uh, uh, the main um, the main bad guy from the movie died, and that was at that time that was the end of it. Unfortunately, without uh, without the, the 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 use of digital things that we have uh, today on our disposition, that was maybe virtually impossible to finish to, to finish it in a proper way. So unfortunately, uh, um, uh, the story about the film is on the internet. So uh, the fans of Orson Welles they would they would easily uh, 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 found it uh, uh, found it found the facts about that film and that that nice story which was connected 
with the boat because in effect my father did have a different intention with the name for the boat and as as uh, Orson Welles came on the boat uh, they uh, they decided with a popular acclaim in a way to to change the name so the the, the boat of the name remained the same as it was in the movie so that's where the name Saracen comes from then Yes, yes. So uh, the name itself is connected with the, the Arab pirates from the medieval mm -hmm. times. Uh, so we we saw many of them in in this in 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 in, in my neighborhood uh, during these years. So we were uh, people from from the Almatia. They were very much frightened by 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 the by the by the Arabs by the pirates. And uh, the cathedral, the cathedral in Trogir, which is a very nice little little city uh, under protection of UNESCO, which is very close to Split, where I'm living, um, they have they have two Saracens supporting the, the main portal uh, at the, at the entrance gate of the cathedral. So this is also uh, um, a nice a nice story connected with Saracens. Well, you've been sailing up and down the coast for a while now, and a couple, oh, two or three weeks ago, I did a podcast on my recommendations for a, a one-week charter out of Split. But let me ask you what you, would, what you would recommend people do if they have one week and they're chartering a boat out of Split. What would you recommend? Well, you have uh, you have several options. Unfortunately, uh, the Adriatic coast uh, uh, these days is not as it used to be 20 or 30 years ago when uh, uh, there was virtually nobody here. It's uh, in in the in uh, July and August. It's unfortunately too many people around, um, but you still have have options. Um, if you want to go north from Split. You can you can um, have a nice opportunity to visit uh, Trogir, Shibenik. Uh, you can go up to the up to the up to Skradin, which is uh, which is uh, uh, which is more north. This is this is a river. This is uh, this little town is on River Kirka. This is very interesting navigation because at the end you would you would be very close to Kirka uh, to Kirka uh, Waterfalls uh, National Park. Skradin itself is very beautiful uh, uh, town, and you would be you would be in a lake practically, and the swans would uh, would would swim around your boat. This is something very, uh, very interesting, and not, not not very common thing to see on the Adriatic. You know, Point you're, you're right because I actually have been up to uh, Skradin a couple times, and I, I do yes. remember the swans swimming around my boat, but I never mentioned that to anybody. Yeah. So uh, the navigation itself, uh, from the from the very entrance to 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 Shibenik Channel up to Skradin, is very interesting because uh, um, it's very it's very cliffy, it's very narrow in some places. Uh, then you have two lakes, and it's it's different. This is because this have to go there because it's totally different from from all other things that you can you can see uh, here. Then going more north, you have you have a nice opportunity to visit Kornati Archipelago, which which makes part of the national park, and then maybe finish your 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 one week cruise in Zadar, 
if you have that possibility to to leave the boat in a different harbor than 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 um, different than that uh, that you took it uh, then you have possibility to go south uh, and in this is also uh, something uh, to reconsider I mean the 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 usual the usual seven day trip would would depart split and you would you would be able to see Hvar, uh, island of Hvar, then Korčula, uh, island of Korčula, uh, then visiting Mlet, uh, the islands in front uh, Dubrovnik, and then to finish uh, to finish uh, your trip in Dubrovnik. That would be, let's say, uh, the road in between uh, two other. Uh, uh, two other roads uh, somebody can take. Uh, the external, the external islands road, would would leave split, and then you would finish on island Vis. You may as Vis is not a big, very big island. I think that the circumnavigation of Vis would. Uh, it is something about 20, 24 miles maybe to 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 go around Vis. Uh, visiting uh, island of Bishavo, which is in the vicinity, maybe visiting Blue Cave if it is accessible at the time you 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 decide to 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 come there, and then uh, from Bishavo you can go to Sushats, then you can visit Lastovo, and then get back via Korčula and maybe uh, maybe. Um, uh, then go inside in between Hvar and Pelješac and finish your trip uh, somewhere on the island on the, on the, on the island branch, let's say Pučišća, the, the the penultimate day of of your trip. So that would be also interesting, or maybe the internal 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 uh, way if you if you want to explore the coast, uh, the mainland itself, which is very interesting and. Uh, navigate in direction of uh, stone, so this is this is where the Pen Island of Pelješac is is beginning. So this is let's say the less for for most of the people and for most of uh, yachting people uh, uh, coming uh, to to the creation part of Adriatic. This is um, they don't like very much that uh, that that part. So. For me, it's nice because uh, there is uh, not so many traffic over there. So uh, the local now, now let, let me interrupt you a second because I'm looking at Google yeah. Earth as you're talking here, and okay. you're saying heading down the uh, the inlet towards Ston. And okay. Is that where you're talking about? Is that the area you're talking about? Yes. So I would I would suggest maybe the parting split, then uh, then uh, uh, go. In between, in between uh, Sholta and Brač through Splitska, Splitski, Splitska Vrata gate, you go out. Then you go, you go down. You can spend first night maybe in Stargrad, which which is very beautiful, or in Bol, where there is a, a very famous uh, Zlatni Rat uh, beach. Uh, I, I, you are following me on the map. Okay. Then from Bol you can you can go um, you can make uh, you can cross to to the island of Hvar 
and then follow that uh, northern part part of Hvar, which is uh, there is not so many people are going there, but it's very very nice, very beautiful, nice inlets, nice base. And you may finish uh, that day or in Igrane on the mainland or in Suchurai on the on the on the eastern eastern uh, uh, peak of island of Hvar. So Suchurai itself is not very interesting place uh, to stay because you could not uh, see much, but. Uh, Maybe it's a good it's a good point it's a good point because from that point you can go you can go more south and you can get into that inlet in between it in between uh, uh, mainland and uh, that big peninsula and, uh, yeah yes, the, the big yes, peninsula yes, that comes out so it's like yeah. where you would finish your trip in stone the navigation is a little bit uh, different. Uh, the the color of the sea is not that uh, that crystal crystal clear and blue as it is on on outside islands, but uh, you can enjoy in uh, in uh, gastronomy. You can try oysters. You can try mussels uh, because they are producing they are producing shells over there in stone. Stone itself uh, with the, with its uh, architecture, with its uh, ancient walls, its uh, jewel itself. It's uh, something really really special okay now i visited Ston, but i came up from the other side i went up the okay. inlet on the south side and then i okay, walked in the, big, yeah. in the big stone and i'm talking about uh, little stone right and so i walked over that big uh, big wall uh -huh, uh, and, and down into Ston, and i i did not see really any any charter boats in there so if you want to get off the beaten path that's a good spot to to look at then Yes, this is this is where uh, the time stopped in a way, and the fact that I like about that part of the Adriatic is that the local people they are not spoiled with uh, with tourist money uh, the same way as they are on the Khvar or on Vis, and you can enjoy in good local food um, uh, and uh, perfect uh, red wine from Island Pelishats without uh, paying a fortune for that service. Yeah, and I looked at the chart, and I thought, oh, I don't want, want to go way down there. But you know what? There's a lot of anchorages along in there that you can stop in. Now, as I as I recall, and maybe you can correct my geography, isn't that the one little tip where Bosnia has a bit of a water yes. inlet? That's right. Yes. Just just north yes. of Ston, yes. right? Okay. Yes, this is this is a little bit before Ston. So this is Neum, if you can find on your on your map. So Neum, um, this little this little bay of Neum is uh, where Bosnia has uh, um, access to the to the sea. Okay, so is that a commercial port for Bosnia then? Well, in a way, it's a touristic port, not very much commercial because they are for commerce for big ships. They are using Ploče, which is in Croatia, which have they they do have. Facilities in Ploče to 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 deal with with the cargo ships, uh, not in Neum, but there is nothing interesting in that uh, specific bay of Neum. So I would not recommend going there. But uh, going to Stone, keeping keeping this side of of Pelješac, visiting uh, uh, Drače, uh, let's say, and. Uh, other other little islands. This is maybe this is maybe interesting. Uh, also, the thing that I would like to mention to to your listeners would be would be the history of uh, of River Neretva. 
which is also nice if you like to enjoy, if uh, they enjoy in a sandy beach in uh, swimming this is also something really uh, very much different from uh, everything uh, uh, other other things that you can see on the islands the estuary of river Neretva is very close to ploče uh, or Kardeljevo, maybe if you have very old map, I don't know what what Google is telling about. Ploče is like uh, Papa, uh, Lima, Oscar, Charlie, Echo. Good. So that's an alternative. That's one that I haven't done and would be a great uh, alternative for the other two normal, well, the other three normal routes, which you're going yes. to have plenty of traffic in the other three routes then. Yes, yes. So on your way back from uh, Estuary of Neretva, you may visit, uh, I would suggest, definitely stop in Puchisha, island of Brač. And then maybe visiting Omish, which is very close to Split. This is also a very nice little old uh, town um, on the estuary of River Neretva, where you can, uh, where you can um, jump to, to very popular resort, Radmanove Mlinice, which is maybe uh, um, a half-hour ride with a dinghy from Amish, where you can also have trout, uh, local local food. Also, rafting on the river Cetina is interesting for, for people to um, enjoy in, in, uh, in rafting. This is also a good thing to, to, to mention to your listeners. So there's whitewater rafting as well, then? Yes, whitewater rafting on Cetina. Okay. Zarmania, which is which is far more north, uh, cl- close to close to Zadar, but this is uh, this is maybe out of reach of seven day trip. Yeah, so that may be better. that would be if you're heading north. But you're suggesting, and I'm not sure. A lot of charter companies charge charge extra to to pick up in one spot and drop off in another spot. But you're saying if you can do that, that's the better choice. If you go north, you could uh, charter out of Split and and drop off. Farther north in Zadar, is that the one yes. you're... Th- okay, and yes. if you're... Yes, okay, yes. Okay, and if you're wanting to head south, then picking up at Split and dropping off in Dubrovnik. My guess, knowing the prevailing winds in the summer, is it's it's going to be more expensive to drop off on in Dubrovnik than to drop off in Zadar, because the prevailing winds are from north to south. No, no so yes, yes. This is, this is the case, but... Uh, as uh, overnight you have uh, northeast wind, you may you may travel overnight in order to prevent uh, attacking, attacking in the in the in the full light. Uh, uh, so you may enjoy somewhere in in a bay and and swim and and uh, wait wait till the 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 maestral stops at some point of the day. So um, this is a fact. This is a fact. So if you want to cross the channels from split to vis, this is easy because you have side wind, and this is not an issue. I mean, you can sail um, to vis and back without without difficulties. But going going uh, south, uh, yes, you would have um, you would have wind um, in your favor. You would, you, you may use a spinnaker. But uh, uh, coming back uh, may be a little bit painful if you want to travel um, in the afternoon. Tell me what you do with your boat now. You have day charters, you have week charters, and you also use it as a place where people can stay on your boat if they just want to live on the boat and stay in the marina. Is that right? Yeah. Well, this is something I've been doing with Airbnb for uh, four years now, I think. 
And uh, everything you have mentioned, I'm doing occasionally because I'm I'm uh, doing uh, I'm I'm fully fully employed. Uh, I'm working for the university on split, so I do not have much time for uh, for uh, other activities. So, uh, as unfortunately I'm not traveling abroad very much, that was the way. I, I find out good way to to meet people. I like very much to meet people, and uh, I wanted to 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 to. Well, the problem with young people with backpackers is they do not have fortune to spend when they are traveling around, and uh, most of them they never experienced that uh, uh, life on the boat, uh, sleeping on the boat, and for most of them this is something that they would like they would like to try. So that's why, uh, in a way, my guests, they take a night or two and they explore Split uh, while, the, while um, having a, a nice, uh, a nice uh, stay on the boat in the marina where they can swim um, 50 meters from the boat and they have, uh, they have uh, in a way, they get know about um, how it is to live on the old wooden boat. Now I'm looking at Split. I'm zoomed in on Split, and it looks like there's quite a few marinas yes. in Split. Which marina are you at? Well, I'm. Uh, my boat is uh, was built, and all all its life uh, practically is uh, in uh, Yacht Club uh, Labud Marina, which is a neighbor of uh, big, uh, very well known Nazi marina, which is a commercial marina uh, for a Split Harbor. So uh, this is uh, on the western side of Harbor of Split, where I'm okay. keeping my boat. Yeah, that's a big marina there, and it's yeah, the commercial harbor's on the right, where all the ferries leave from, and you're. Okay, and this I'm is on the this is on the east side of the harbor, and mm -hmm. on the west side there is Atsi Marina. Okay, that's the one I'm looking at. Atsi Marina chains, and uh, in the neighborhood behind, the more west, there are two yacht clubs, uh, yacht club Labud, where I'm keeping the boat, and yacht club Mornar. Ah, okay. So you're just around the corner from the the big marina in the commercial harbor, then. Yes, yes. And it looks like there's a big swimming pool in that yacht club. Is that right? Is uh, that the one the, I'm thinking of? Uh, the swimming club. Uh, the uh, the swimming pool is very close to the to the yacht club. That that swimming pool the, the, um, uh, belongs to uh, uh, swimming and wa water polo club Yadran. It is in the neighborhood, so it is maybe less than five minute walk from the from the um, from the marina. So I see where you are geographically. It's always good to put yeah. put my mind yeah. around it geographically. Okay, great. So you have a lot of marinas in Split. How often? How how? What sort of a occupancy do you have on your boat in the summer? Is it pretty well used? Well, I've been using the boat uh, for my purpose with the family, with friends. I'm sailing around, and occasionally I, I take uh, I take guests. Uh, well, uh, the, um, the charter these days is very. Don't have. Wants uh, to uh, the old-fashioned boat, so. Uh, today, today, uh, yachting people, boaters, they, they want some kind of comfort. They want private uh, showers, cabinas, uh, marinas. I'm doing, I'm doing, totally different things. So, I would not uh, tell you that I'm looking for adventurers because uh, we are not making adventurers. But uh, 
you know, that kind of persons, old-fashioned per persons that do not require marina every day, they do not require fancy restaurants, uh, they, uh, the persons which would like to experience the, the, the way yachting uh, used to be 20, 30 years ago, uh, sleeping, uh, why not, in the middle of nowhere, uh, making uh, something which, what, what we can uh, get from the sea, uh, for, for, for the dinner, uh, uh, wine tasting uh, around the Khvar, Vis, Korchula, Pelyashats. This is, yeah, this is what, uh, what I like to do and I, frankly speaking, I was very happy because uh, um, my father started that activity and for many, many years I did have his, his, his guests uh, which uh, which unfortunately most of them now uh, died, but still some of them I'm in contact and uh, from time to time they they call me they come they join me for a couple of days and that's it that's it yes this is what uh, what I like to do beside beside the, the day day cruise and the, these short forms of uh, of charter which I can offer to to, to uh, visitors of uh, Split City. This, this is, as you already have mentioned, this is a little bit problem because you can get a boat from the charter company for a week, uh, but uh, if you need a boat um, for uh, two or three days, you could not possibly get it in the in the in the season. Also, if you want a small boat, this is virtually impossible to rent anything below thirty thirty three feet now, which is. Wrong. I mean, if you if you are a real sailor and uh, alone or a couple, they could they could easily spend a couple of days in a seven seven meter long boat. That would be also perfect experience. Well, that's the sort of size my boat is. So I live on it all summer long. To me, that's yeah. normal. That's. Uh, the big, well, uh, yeah, the big yachts. Uh, well, I, and not they're not that big, but usually what they want to do is they want to load up a charter boat with as many people as they can get on it, and and yeah, split yeah. up the costs that way. So that time times are changing, and uh, the standards were changed uh, dramatically. So what was normal it is uh, when the Atsi Marina chain was built uh, was uh, the boat of. Um, 35 feet was average. Now 40, 45 is average, let's say. So our marinas now are very narrow. When you have a side wind and you need to make a maneuver, this is a nightmare for most most of the of the sailors uh, that charter the boat here. So this is there is nothing we can do about it. This is this is the way it is today. Do you have the bore? Did the I know when I was in Dubrovnik, I would be hit by the bora wind at night quite often. Do you get the bora up in split, or is it flat enough that you don't tend to have the boras there? We do have bora. Bora is uh, northeast wind, which uh, usually in the in the uh, winter is bringing clear sky and uh, high pressure system. It is cold, it, it is violent from time to time, and uh, you... Uh, capricious wind, in a way. This is the only wind in Croatian language that has a female name. <laughs> this is also a <laughs> specificum of, of that wind. 
so it changed very much the direction and strength. So this is why it is uh, tricky to sail. Uh, so you you need to get used to Bora. Well, I noticed so, when when I was in Dubrovnik in the summer, it was the catabatic winds coming off okay. the tall mat mountains that were, would yes, wake me up in yes. the middle of the night. So. Yes, yes. This is, and it can be very, very strong, very violent. So, uh, 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 this is this is the problem with the northern side of the islands in Dalmatia, northern side of of Kvar, northern side of Brač. When the Bora hit you, then you are you are in trouble if you if you didn't react the the right way, if you didn't prevent, uh, uh, if you didn't forest in the situation. Uh, so. This is, yeah, from time to time you have to put a second anchor, you have to put extra rope, but I would I would say this is, um, Adriatic itself is not a very difficult uh, sea to sail around. I yeah, think that it, it, tends to, it tends to have flat water because you're, you're protected waters. A lot of the islands yeah, protect the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Crossing from one island to uh, another is uh, around eight, nine miles uh, here in central Dalmatia. So this is not a, a big deal. I mean, within a couple of hours, you can be in 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 in, in a shelter. So uh, following the weather forecast would would certainly help um, in planning and uh, avoiding uh, problems of that kind that you have mentioned. Let me ask you a question. You take people out for day sales. What would be a typical day sale you take people out for? Well, that depends of of what they uh, want to to have during the day. Some of them wants to uh, explore a, a deserted base uh, and have a, a afternoon sailing. Some of them wants to get somewhere and explore uh, uh, gastronomy and architecture. So uh, usually my my range my radius is uh, let's say 12 nautical miles for a day trip uh, 12 nautical miles from split so I'm doing Trogir I'm doing Gomish I'm doing Brač Šolta so this is where I go I have uh, connections with uh, some restaurants which uh, which are offering uh, um, natural uh, organic prod- products uh, which are cultivating uh, olive oil uh, making wine and uh, this is practically what i do i can make transfers but i'm not doing this very very often because um, today uh, boating people they like to see everything in one day so uh, 100 nautical mile range would would require a much faster boat do you charter your boat out bare boat or do you require a captain be on your boat with them uh, i am i am a skipper on the boat so i'm not doing bare boat i'm doing only crewed charter uh, so this is this is what i do yes and it probably has a lot to do with the type of boat it is, because it's not a fin keel boat; it's a full keel boat. It's yeah. a wooden hull, and it's it's difficult to handle a boat like that if you don't have experience with it. Certainly, this is a, this is this is a different uh, different uh, approach, and um, it would be well. I'm sure that there are many many 
uh, sailors, uh, they would be able to handle my boat. But uh, in a way, uh, uh, for for um, audience, normal audience, uh, they 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 are used to standard commands, uh, standard engine, and that would be that would create many problems. I do not think that would be a good a good idea. And then, in the other way, I think that um, you need to have, a, if you are that kind of person, you need to have a local guy which would which would tell you where to go, where not to go. So this is, in a way, this is in a way package I'm offering. Wichero, if you have anything else to add, tell us uh, how people can contact you, and I'll put a link to your website up on the show notes of this. And let us know any other thoughts that you think we should know about before we close the interview. Well, um, I think uh, coming here uh, is something, uh, if you can afford it, uh, you would enjoy it. And uh, there are many, many nice things to explore here from the, from the coast of Istria to the, to the coast of Montenegro, which is also itself very beautiful. So some of us spend all our life sailing, meandering in between islands. So I think that would be um, that would be uh, enough for for uh, for uh, for your listeners to to in a way uh, explore a little bit on internet and find out what they would they would uh, they would like to to uh, to to explore. So one week certainly is not enough, but you would get you would get a picture about how does the things uh, what is going on here. Great, Chero, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. And if you happen to come again in in Dalmatia, I would I would send you my cell phone numbers in order that you can contact me. I would be I would be uh, very glad if we could have uh, another chit chat and a bottle of wine together. I would I would like that. Thank you so much. Make sure you give me that information, and I'll return the same information to you. You're very welcome. Thank you. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, will you tell your family and friends about it? And if you really want to do me a favor. Go into the iTunes store and write a review on the podcast. I, I really appreciate the people that have taken the time to write the reviews for the podcast. The more the reviews, the more people look at this podcast, and the greater the listening audience is. All right, get out there and go sailing. Joe, you have something to tell me? No, I don't think so. I just got off the telephone with Bill Rutherford. Princeton can use a guy like Joe. What? Princeton can use a guy like Joe. His exact words. That's unbelievable. You're as good as in. I knew you could do it. Haven't I been telling you, every once in a while, you just got to say, what the heck, and take some chances. You are so right. You made me very proud. I was just thinking. 
where we might be 10 years from now, you know? <laughs>